Good morning. Today is Monday, June 28, 2021. Yesterday, the Jewish world and all of Canada lost a giant with the passing of Rabbi Ruvain Bulka, a blessed memory. For decades, the rabbi and then Rabbi Emeritus of Magzike Hadas in Ottawa. <clears throat> like many of you, he was my mentor, my role model, my friend. I was one of many colleagues, junior in age and ability, to whom Rabbi Bulka showed enormous respect and encouragement. In tribute, permit me to share very briefly three lessons that I learned from him. Rabbi Bulka represented the Jewish world to Canada and beyond in a way that always created Kiddush Hashem, a sanctification of God's name, especially in his efforts to bring diverse people together. In January 2017, in the aftermath of the horrendous attack on a mosque in Quebec City, Rabbi Bulka wrote, We need to be more than just not silent. We need to be loud in our condemnation of the brutal murders loud in our caring for the victims and their families, loud in our reaffirmation of solidarity with our Muslim brothers and sisters, loud in our embrace of all Canadians. Muslims, he wrote, along with all other faith and ethnic communities, are integral to making this wonderful country, Canada, the place to live, the place to raise our posterity, the place where everyone feels welcome and appreciated. This is our collective challenge and opportunity. Throughout his career, Rabbi Bulka helped people navigate the most challenging periods in their lives. The last essay that he wrote that I read appeared just before Pesach. I shared this with some of you before. And he wrote about how we were approaching the second Pesach, if you remember at that time, in quarantine. And he talked about how the Jewish people the Seder night, the last night they were in Egypt, before the Exodus, they too were in quarantine. God had said to the Jewish people they were required to stay inside their homes. And the Torah is not clear about why God commanded that the entire Jewish people stay quarantined at home. But he suggested that perhaps it was to protect the Jewish people from themselves. He writes, imagine 
the pent-up anger at the decades and centuries of persecution and torment. And now, finally, when the Jewish people are going free, imagine what might have occurred had the Jews been free to roam the streets in Egypt that night, that they might have unleashed their bottled-up anger and resentment. They might have taken retribution on those who had tried to destroy their lives. But God said to them, no, stay home. No revenge, no retribution, no letting anger spill out. But instead, by being inside and shutting the door, the Jewish people and their homes had no choice but to focus on what they were going towards, to focus on the freedom they were about to receive and what they would do with it. They were able, forced, to focus on the question, where do we go from here, forward and not backward? And although the situation is certainly very different, but the challenge that we faced in the restrictions due to COVID can also be an opportunity for us to be able to look forward. What have we learned from this? What will we take positive from this? It is a profound lesson in restraint, in positivity, and in living responsibly, not just complaining about what we have had to do or what we have lost, but also thinking about planting the seeds of our own growth and our own future. Lastly, let me share with you a teaching from Rabbi Bolka. This, I think, is the first time that I ever quoted him the first of very many, and I shared this over 30 years ago. Rabbi Bolka himself exemplified authentic Torah leadership. And many years ago, he shared this teaching. In the Parsha Vayikra, the Torah describes a number of sacrifices for different kinds of sins, different entities that sin. Each one is unique. And the Torah describes a unique situation. If the entire Jewish people should commit a sin, because something was forgotten or a mistake was made by the leaders, by the Sanhedrin, the great Sanhedrin, then, the entire Jewish people collectively had to offer a chatas, a sin offering. And the Torah says about this, this is a communal sin offering. So the Talmud describes that this is a situation where the Sanhedrin Agadol, the great Sanhedrin sitting in Jerusalem of 71 judges, rendered a judgment that was 
an error, they made a mistake, and a majority of the Jewish people at that time followed the judgment because they thought it was correct, but it turned out that it was incorrect. So the entire Jewish people has to bring a sin offering. But Rabbi Bukha asks, why should the Jewish people have to bring the sin offering? If it was the judges that made the mistake, let the judges bring the sin offering. Why the people? The people were led. They didn't do anything wrong. Rabbi Bulka explains that the Sanhedrin, the great Sanhedrin, the judicial and spiritual leadership of the Jewish people was a unique type of leadership and influence. They led the people and the people followed their lead. Sanhedrin did not lead by consensus. They didn't take a poll. What do you want to do in observing Shabbos? What do you feel is the right thing? Those questions are not subject to popularity. They're subject to the decision of the experts of the Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin led in an educational transcendent manner. Their role was to help the people of the community grow beyond themselves, not to remain stagnant in the mire of self-expression. And this type of leadership, Rabbi Bolka explains, is essential for a God-centered community. But it holds within it the possibility of making a mistake and of misleading others. Now, this possibility is a worthwhile risk because the alternative to rely on the masses to decide issues of principle and law would lead to a destruction of communal growth. Nonetheless, a gross communal error due to a mistake of the Sanhedrin, of the leaders, creates a communal obligation for atonement because the leaders lead, they make sacrifices, they take risks, hopefully for the sake of the community. The community must realize the pain involved in leadership. If perchance they are misled, they are conditioned not to blame their leaders, but themselves. This creates a healthy situation in which the community acknowledges its debt to those who guide it. That is precisely what Rabbi Bulka lived throughout his life. And that is also what Rabbi Bulka earned over his lifetime, through his teaching, his personal example, and his leadership. May his memory be a blessing and a source of enlightenment for the Jewish people, for all of Canada, for many years and generations to come. My friends, I want to wish you a great day, and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.